Hey guys, good morning and welcome. I'm Steve Diamond, he's Keith Padaris, and this is our special March Madness episode of Your Morning Card Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Your Morning Card or email us directly at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. Keith, good morning, brother. How are you on the holiest of days, my friend? The best time of the year. It's March Madness, son. Yes, sir. Hey, can't complain about this one. We've been waiting two full years for this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's here. So I'm stoked. Couldn't be more excited, Steve. Want to talk about some strategies and tips we have for folks on how to bet March Madness. Absolutely, Keith. I uh, couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, thanks again to all the listeners out there who have listened to our pilot episode and know what we're all about. And of those those of you who didn't hear it, our goal with this podcast is to educate, share ideas, and be an open forum for you, our listeners, to ask questions and learn as we grow together, increasing our knowledge of the big, bad world of sports betting. As always, each and every episode, we will have an industry discussion highlighting a topic in the sports betting world, and along with that, we want to hear from you, our favorites, our listeners, on what topics you'd like to discuss and may be of interest to you. And now, the moment you guys have been waiting for, the NCAA Tournament March Madness begins segment podcast episode. This is the time of the show where we take a topic from the world of sports and discuss its significance in the industry, keeping us informed and educated as a community with the sports and sports betting world. Today's segment is March Madness Betting. Keith, why don't you kick it off for us, brother? Well, we already saw Wichita State and Drake kick it off for us in the final uh, first four there. And gosh, Wichita State with the chance to win it at the buzzer on a three that just fell short. You know, talk about madness already. It's fun. So, uh, Steve, we're looking at some tips, some strategies, some just things that we like, some of the favorite, you know, uh, plays that we uh, kind of going for here. So, one thing that I wanted to just throw out right away is this is a perfect time to take advantage of sign up bonuses and promos. Absolutely. Look to see what's out there, guys. What I've been noticing is that a lot of it, Steve, is for new users so what i think steve is that this is a perfect opportunity hey if you already have a plethora of books could you find a few more that are new for you this is a perfect time to take advantage of those sign up bonuses and promos so do your research there's ways that you can guarantee profit on that if you can find two sign up bonuses um, hedge your bet across both and you can profit guaranteed yeah so. definitely shop around guys there's a lot of sites out there especially with more and more sites uh you know growing up popping up every day more and more states becoming legal every day i mean this is the time and it's it's madness man the march madness time is here upon us keith well they all really want our business you're already seeing that and so it's really just a time to yep take advantage but steve i wanted to start us off right here that over the last 35 years of this tournament there's been an average of 12.7 upsets per the 63 games Wow! so a tip right away guys listeners pick a total of 10 to 16 upsets 
on your wow. entire bracket. 10 to 16 total upsets on your bracket. The average of 12.7. That'll get you right around that average. You also want to watch out this time of year. This is a blue blood tournament. A lot of powerhouses, they mm-hmm. come out to play and they're strong. These coaches of these powerhouse teams, they know what they're doing in these situations. Look, the way that they can re- uh, manage the referees, the way that these games are really funky with all those national timeouts, there's tons of stoppages. They can manage the flow however they want. Look, also, there's a lot of inflation with these lines on popular teams during the college basketball tournament, Steve. The tournaments bet so much more than the regular season. And so those popular teams, your blue bloods, the national powerhouses, their lines are going to be inflated a bit. Uh, so watch out for that. But they do tend to step up this time of year. Yeah, guys, be mindful of that. Be mindful, like Keith said, of the upsets um, and your Cinderella stories. I mean, look, this is a, a, a very unprecedented time. You know, it's a COVID year. There's not going to be fans filling the stadium. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot of teams have a lot of opportunities to cover some spreads in these games. You guys really need to take a look at this. Make sure that you're taking a look at your underdogs. You know, picking those 15 to 16 teams that you think have a chance to win, you know, looking at the uh, 10 or higher seeds, Keith. I mean, I really have a good feeling about this tournament that, um, you know, your Gonzagas, your Baylors, your Illinois, Alabama, Michigan, Iowa, these teams, they're going to have some runs, but I think there's going to be some really, really uh, surprising upsets in this tournament, Keith. Yeah, you think with no fans, it's COVID year. Uh, Really, anything could happen just like we've seen during the regular season. It was a complete toss-up. Uh, Steve, the one thing I wanted to start us off right here with just the stats-based portion of our podcast. Guys, when you're looking at your bets and how to best gain strategy and find value, the key statistics that you're looking for are focused around efficiency and tempo. Mm -hmm, And that mm -hmm. is particularly good for the over-under the efficiency and tempo statistics. But if you don't have a lot of time to handicap these games, guys, the key statistics are the shooting percentage and the shooting percentage allowed. Mm -hmm. And right now, nationally, Gonzaga is the best team in the nation for shooting percentage and Houston is the best team in the nation for shooting percentage allowed. So number those one and number two in the tournament too. Let's not forget about that, guys. One and two seeds. Yep. Key statistics to watch. Uh, Steve, give us a little bit more. What did your research find? Um, one thing that I want to touch back on, Keith, as far as the underdogs. Um, the underdogs have covered 26 of the last 44 games between the 8 and 9 seeds. Now, a lot of people say the 8 and 9 seeds are a, a coin flip. I used to think that myself, but look, this is, I mean, this is kind of a 50-50, but realistically, I mean, if you take the points, I mean, you're talking about 60% of the time over the last 11 tournaments, 
all right, that the eight seed has upset the or the nine seed has upset the eight seed. All right. I mean, look, it's been an interesting tournament over the last 33 years, right? I mean, we're talking about big time upsets. I think that sometimes it could be a coin flip, but realistically, you really got to take a, a look at these tournament games and really kind of understand um, that, you know, sometimes it's it's wise to take an underdog, especially in this time with the unprecedented year being a COVID and things like that, Keith. Well, exactly. And so, Steve, do you have uh, maybe a tip? What nine seed do you like to win this year? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, my favorite is St. Bonaventure against LSU. That LSU team is uh, is got an eight seed. St. Bonnie is a nine seed. Um, I really feel like um, they're they're a little bit underseeded in this tournament. St. Bonaventure is. Um, now, the other thing to keep in mind too is that the number nine seeds are usually one hit wonders. You know, like I said before, it's usually kind of a coin flip. Um, and for the most part, the selection committee has long said that the eight teams grouped in the eight to nine range are treated as equal, um, which makes, you know, a little bit of a challenge. But I feel like St. Bonaventure's got a good chance to move on. I, I think they could possibly make it to the Sweet 16. But let's not forget that most of the time, these upsets, these nine seeds, they're not going to get past the first round, Keith. That's great. Great statistics, Steve. The eight and nine seeds do have a tough time, especially the nine seed. They only win 10% of the time in the second round. The eight seeds win 19% of the time in the second round. That's because they're going against a one seed. So you do want to know those statistics, Steve. Ideally, if you are thinking about taking the underdogs against the spread, if you're on the fence, just take the points. Take the points. The underdog tends to cover. You want to take the points. But, Steve, how about this? When it comes to the number one seeds, right, they do tend to cover point spreads that are less than 20 points. So if you have a one seed that has point spread that's less than 20 in the last, what is that, 10 games, they're 8-2 and against that spread, and that is something to look at. I haven't really... The I other thing really too thought that I about to, uh, that, Steve. Yeah, that, go ahead. The other thing I want to bring up with those one seeds too, Keith, is that um, the other thing to think about is that the number one seed wins at least two games eighty-six percent of the time. Now, you and I have talked before, and we'll talk about it again about parlays. Parlays are, are usually a sucker's bet, but what if you were thinking about doing a parlay in this tournament with one seeds moving on to the round of thirty-two? Right. I mean, or to the Sweet 16. I mean, I really feel like that's not a terrible idea, you know, especially if, you know, they all, of course, are probably going to make it through the first round. But, you know, I mean, 86 percent of the time, that's a hell of a number. You know, I mean, you could probably possibly parlay those four teams to move on to the Sweet 16 and kind of take your luck and go from there, Keith. Great point, Steve, especially in that second round where you'll see the money lines open up where they're right. playing the eight and nine seeds. Uh, in the first round, you will not see the one seeds with a money line. But when you look at the number two seeds as well, Steve, you had mentioned how successful those one seeds are. The two seeds 
are just about as successful. They're 67% success rate to move all the way to the Sweet 16. So when you're really looking at it, those one seeds, the two seeds, probably should dominate your bracket. Hopefully that's what your bracket looks like. And as you're looking to bet, guys, let us know what your strategies are. During this, are you playing round robins with all these big mm-hmm. time powerhouses and these one seeds and these two seeds? Do you take round robins with these top teams? You know, Steve, the one thing that I really found interesting is, you know, I think the media sells the upsets and the parody a bit too much. Um, it doesn't seem to be the hype around upsets as being really statistically true it's more around just the media and gosh there's a crazy upset every now and then and just kind of the fun around that but steve talk about that and how the public perception might get a bit mixed around picking too many upsets especially early in the first round where we know they don't happen that often no you couldn't be more right about that keith i mean realistically look I mean, upsets and Cinderella stories, I mean, you know, they're they're few and far between for the most part. Um, you know, I know we've talked about this season is unprecedented with not having fans and things like that, and the teams are playing in a bubble, and, you know, I know it's going to be difficult. You know, I'm, I think a lot of people really like to pick upsets and just because it's, it's more fun that way. You know, they want to see maybe a team that you wouldn't expect win a couple of games and make it to the Sweet 16. But let's be realistic here, Keith. I mean, your, your, your top-seeded teams are going to move on. Um, there's a reason why they've got that seed. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you really have to focus on remembering that there's a reason why they're one, two, three, four, five seeds because they've played specific teams in their conference to get to that seed, you know? You're oh, exactly. To- I mean, you're talking those top teams. There's their exactly. talent level, the coaching. Right, right. Points scored, points against, defense, tempo of the game, you know, all these factors are going to come into play. Um, you know, one thing I want to touch on a little bit um, is is a, an underdog seed that I did a little bit of research on, and that's the 13 seed. And a 13 seed has won at least one game in the last seven tournaments, okay? Um, you know, a successful bracket is really to be at the end of the day to have a successful bracket is nailing down the elite eight right keith i mean if you can get you know four five six out of that elite eight your bracket's looking pretty decent if you've got some pool going with your buddies but you know the 13 seed versus the four seed the last seven years or seven tournaments at least one of them is hit i think that's a hell of a statistic i think you really you guys really need to take a look Mm. at these games and interesting the one I'm going to point out to you guys is I like this Ohio matchup against uh, number 13 Ohio against number four Virginia. Ohio sure. is led by by a future NBA guard, Jason Preston. He's 40% from the field. All right. I really think the Bobcats are undervalued in this tournament. Um, and let's also not forget that Virginia's dealing with COVID issues, forcing them out of the ACC tournament last week, Keith. You know, so they're, they, Great point. You know, their preparation has been interrupted due to COVID, um, lack of practice due to COVID. You know, Ohio is coming off of 
I think they won like 11 out of their last 12 games to end the season. Um, really, really strong team going into the tournament. Undervalued uh, a- as an underdog. I really think they were probably supposed to be a little bit closer to an 8 or a 9 seed. I really love them to take the upset against Virginia, Keith. That's a 13 seed I really like to see move on. Cool. I like that pick, Steve. That's a cool pick. Uh, the research that I found is that although you say that they have won one game, that does equate to just 20% overall across the board. That's kind of where the parity cutoff is with the 13 seeds. You're going to want to look more at the 12, 11, 10s. Right. Steve, the one thing I wanted to get out there really big time – I think I'm going to ride here. The number seven seeds tend to crush the 10 seeds. I knew you were going to bring this up, man. I knew you were going to bring it up. It's a good one. Go for it. I want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 61% of the time you're seeing the seven seeds win. I think that that's crazy. And if you really see uh, one of the 10 seeds winning, well, hey, take it. Because if they do, there's a lot of power there in the second round. We've seen mm-hmm. that if a 10 seed gets through 43% of the time, they will win that second round game and make it to the sweet 16. So 7-10, that's kind of a cool matchup to ride teams all the way to the sweet 16. And Steve, the other bit about that. Uh, that I'm seeing when you look at the sevens and tens, you know, we just kind of looking at this. You got Oregon, Yukon, as well as Clemson and Florida as your seven seeds. You have to like Virginia Tech. I know Rutgers was a favorite there uh, for a bit on the betting market. Maryland's been a decent team. VCU. So that's a fun little line to follow, the 7 and 10 matchups, but the 7s do tend to crush the 10s. Steve, do you have anything on that? Or maybe you want to talk about the 5v12 matchups. Yeah, it's interesting. The 5v12, um, you know, uh, from the research that I've done on that, it's actually it's not that uncommon really for a five seed to beat a twelve seed. Um, you know, it's happened more times than not. I feel like it's one of those games where you know things can get really interesting. Things can get dicey. I yeah, feel like yeah, but again with the media, man, like the well, media makes this thing out like every year look, the I twelve mean, seed. Yeah, but every year a twelve seed supposed to beat a five, and I'm telling you, Steve, just watch it. Just watch it. You know, there might be one out of the four games. but Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Keith, I, I, I'm I not going to lie. I'm going to put money on this game. Winthrop you got is going to take Villanova. Yeah, I knew it. Oh, man. Winthrop's going to take gonna Villanova. I think they may wow. even take Purdue if Purdue gets past North Texas, which they should. I, I really like Winthrop to make it to the Sweet 16. I think that this is a strong team. Um, they got a couple of seniors on their team. They're, they're, uh, they play hard. I, wow. I really think this is going to be a hell of a game to watch. You want to watch a good game come uh, uh, the first round, you really need to watch this Winthrop versus Vanilla, Villanova. Villanova hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, Winthrop is coming off, uh, you know, a, a few great wins towards the end of the year. Uh, I really like him, Keith. 
Cool. I like that. And Steve, the other one that I'm interested in is let's go Georgetown. You know, uh, I want the Hoyas. I knew to you were going to bring this up because you hate CU, and as as do I. I'm I'm a Ram till I die. CSU, Colorado State, and they're playing against the Buffaloes. But I'm sorry, Keith. The Buffalo team's going to the Sweet 16. They're ridiculous. That team's hard to beat. They were ranked 22 in the nation coming into the tournament. I'll let you I'll let you run with this one, but I, I'm interested to see what you have to say about Georgetown. No, I just like that they won the Big East. The Big East is my favorite conference beyond, beyond the Mountain West, which we always you know root for. And then you got the Creighton Blue Jays as well in the 5v12. I, I see a possible upset with US or UC Santa Barbara. Steve, the 5v12s are fun. This year's really interesting. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with statistics or tips? Maybe some favorites out there that you're looking for. And of course, I want to get your champion, Steve. I'll give you the champion here in a minute, Keith. But I've got to tell you uh, something that I really like is a statistic that I didn't see coming. The 11 seeds are first round phenoms. Um, They're saying that dating back to the 2011 tournament, 11 seeds are 500 against the 6 seed. I mean, that's pretty astounding. And this is the first round we're talking about, of course, but we're talking about 20. They went 20 for 20 in that span. And the 2017 tournament, Xavier, USC, Rhode Island, all won as 11 seeds. And Xavier went all the way to the Elite Eight that season, Keith. Um, You know, there's going to be some teams. And look, I really like this Utah State team. Texas Tech is a good team. Uh, I mean, look, I think Texas Tech is going to go pretty far in the tournament. I really like them a lot. They went to the Final Four in 2019. Um, But this Utah State team is not something to – to is not a team to uh to be looked down on i think syracuse against san diego state might be an interesting one as well um and then the other one that i was looking at too keith that i really like is i mean who's gonna win this michigan state ucla game tonight i think michigan state was up by what 15 at half 10 by half something like that going up against a a really really strong uh byu team um i don't know keith your thoughts well tom is though that's for me, Tom I Izzo. Hear you. I hear yeah. you, man. And, and I mean, he's been there the last 24 seasons straight. I mean, come on. Could even go through and beat BYU later this weekend. We'll have to watch out for that one. But, yeah, there's a lot of fun matchups, Steve. I like Alabama. I've liked them all year. Uh, I like now, Tennessee. Now, Keith, speaking of Alabama, I got I to gotta bring something up here because you brought up Alabama. I mean – Rick Pitino, Iona, his first season, he's taken six NCAA teams to the NCAA tournament. I mean, do they have a chance in hell against Alabama, or is Alabama just too strong, scores too many points? Are they going to crush them by 20? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Huh? I'm not following you, man. Iona, yeah, that's one that I just go ahead and move Alabama through. I love your research, though. That's impressive. What yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Who are you talking about? I got to be honest. I'm out of the loop on this team. Iona, fifth, uh, 12 and 5. <laughs> yeah. You've done some research, my man. That's impressive. Look, I, I mean, Alabama, I've loved watching them all year long. Um, and look, Keith, I'm going to give it to you right now. We're getting toward the end of the episode here. Um, I got Alabama 
against Illinois, Illinois cutting down the nets. Uh, that's what I like. That's my final. I've got the final wow. four. I've got Gonzaga against Alabama, Texas Tech going all the way against Illinois, and Illinois taking Alabama to cut down the nets in Indianapolis on April 5th, Keith. Yeah, Steve, it's hard to argue with that. I, I think for me, I lean towards Gonzaga, Illinois in the final. I just, I mean, sent- I just don't think, I don't think Gonzaga can go the whole year without losing a damn game. Yeah, I, mean, I know, and that's that's kind of how I was going to wrap this up. When you're talking about Gonzaga being the twentieth undefeated team to ever enter March Madness. Only seven of the 19 previous teams have won the title. None have done it since 1976. Wow. Steve, it's been six years since the overall number one seed reached the final four. And it's been eight years since the overall number one seed won the title. So, yeah, it's not great for Gonzaga. But, look, I think I'm going to ride with them as well as Illinois, you know, at this are you, point, are you it's trying really to tell hard me you to like bet Gonzaga, against those. Illinois in the title game, Keith? Is that it's, what you're saying? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to bet against that. I, I'm not going to put it out there as a for sure yet, but we'll talk about our brackets later and how they're doing and how they're looking. But um, yeah, you guys I'm not ready to, to say yet. This yep. weekend for sure. Yep, I'm not ready to say yet. But Steve, also the last thing that I wanted to make sure people know is, guys, as you're betting these games. Make sure you know if you're going with the public or against the public. If you're betting against the public, it's best to wait as long as possible to get the best odds. And if you're betting with the public, you want to try and jump on it early before it moves. And Keith, one other thing I want to point out to our listeners and to you as well is that um, we spoke in the last episode. I talked about the over-under and I talked about the first half over-under. And typically, statistically, the over in the first half hits more, more times than not. But I'm telling you right now, there's butterflies. All right, We're talking about the NCAA tournament. Hasn't been played in two years. Some of these kids have never even been to the tournament. Some of these kids, I mean, look, my point is, is that the under in the first half is gonna hit more times than not these kids are coming out there they're nervous it's the first time they've been in a primetime game they're playing for their lives here they're going to be a little bit nervous i mean think about a pitcher in the major league baseball says baseball his first game out he's going to give up some runs in the first three innings right Good point i mean think about it like that these teams are not going to score a lot of points your gonzagas your baylors they're going to score 60 70 80 points a game for sure but the first half is going to be slow the tempo is going to be slow you really need to do your research on certain teams and understand how their defense is how their shooting percentage is you know especially in the first half these are things that are going to make you guys money in this tournament not necessarily picking these upsets and cinderella stories take a look at these first half over unders guys i really really like the under in these first half games there you go steve i like that tip and guys steve is very good at the over unders I really am excited about this March Madness tournament. Agreed. This is our launch of our podcast right around this time of year. Listeners, please let us know what statistics there did you take? What do you what do you think that you're going to bet from our advice, our strategies? Connect with us on Twitter at your morning card. We have an email 
at yourmorningcard at gmail.com. Steve, let's wrap her up. Got anything else? Last thing I want to say, guys, is watch as many games as you possibly can. I mean, because remember, this is a tournament. So if you're watching teams and these teams are winning, they're going to be playing another game. All right, you want to see how the tempo is. You want to see how they're doing, their points that they're scoring. You know, things like that. Keep an eye on injuries. You know, all that type of stuff. And you're gonna keep the, you keep a notebook. Absolutely, Keith. You know that I've got my phone I, I going through work all day long watching these games. Keep I mean, notes. It's, yep, it's March Madness notes, for yep. a reason. I mean, keep notes. Keep an, you know keep a log of these games. You know, it's important for you guys to have fun out there. And we also want to hear who you guys think is going to win the whole thing. Do you guys think Gonzaga can pull it off and and go completely undefeated? Is Baylor going to go all the way with only one loss on the year? You know, I mean, Winthrop they've only got one loss on the year. I mean, can no. they? make a final four run keith no kidding i mean this is gonna be a a tournament for the ages i want to hear what you guys have to say and uh that's what i got for you keith yep well thanks steve that was fun talking sports betting and march madness with you love it listeners we genuinely thank you for being here with us we want you to drive this show my name is keith badaris he is steve diamond we are your morning card. Send us your questions, discussions, bad beats, and wins. Interact with us on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us, gmail.com. We will speak to you again this weekend when Steve visits Sterling, Colorado. Yes, sir. The big ST, baby. For another edition, talking second round podcast. And as always, happy betting and make good choices. Later, y'all.